Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things that you believe to be impossible are, in fact, very much an ontological possibility? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, it is terrifying. You see, we, we are at the fringe of the map, and there's more than just dragons. You hear the door open behind you. I turn. Standing in the doorway is a cop. He has a, like a, he has, you know, one of those like timeless cop. sort of faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, it's kind of hard to pick his age. You could guess like 45 or 20. It's impossible. It's real. He's got like one of those faces. Yeah. His, his somewhat youthful, somewhat old looking face is kind of crinkled in a look of concern. He walks past you giving you like a, like maybe a half interested glance, but then he comes to the counter and he greets Jennifer. Morning, Jennifer. Good morning. She passes him one of the drinks she had. They don't say anything. They're just kind of like awkwardly standing there and you can realize, you realize that you are a third wheel. Huh. What's the time? It would be about now 9.30, maybe. Still got half an hour to kill Adam. All right. Hello, uh, officer. The, the cop who was about to talk to Jennifer stops and turns around. G'day. What is your name? Uh, my name is Senior Sergeant Michael Carmody. Who, who are you? Senior Sergeant Michael Carmody. My name is Heracles Melville. Pleasure to meet you, he says. He puts out his hand. I shake it. His hand is cold and clammy. <laughs> what, uh, what are you doing in town? Well... I guess you could ask your friend Jennifer. I'm here researching the town. The urban legends say, what year did you graduate high school? Uh, 98, he says. 98. Wait, do you mean high school? Yes, high school. Yeah, 98. I do some math. Can I work out from that how old he might be? Well, if he graduated in 98, he would have been about 17 or 18. Yes. So that would put him at 34 today. Hmm. 34, 35. Was there any when you were a teenager and moping around the town? I assume you've grown up in this town. Is that correct? Uh, well, I yeah, I've spent most of my childhood here. 
Were there any like urban legends or spooky stories that kids just tell one another? Any like rites of passage, like you know, spend a night in the graveyard or walk through this haunted house at midnight? That kind of nonsense. Uh, yeah, there's. Uh, well, I've more than once had to find kids lost in the forest, hunting down tales of bush rangers and whatnot. Always in the forest, never in town. In the bush. Uh, yeah, basically. Uh, well. Are you asking me if I've had to chase kids away in town? I've had to chase kids away all over this damn valley. Fair enough. It's not quite what I was looking for. What, what about as a policeman? Were there any, I don't know, hazing rituals or, or ridiculous games to prove yourself to your fellow cadets, uh, such as sleeping in a tree or wrestling a pig? Senior Sergeant Michael Carmody fixes you with a very serious look and says hazing is illegal. P- I apologize. I'm not from here. Where I'm from, hazing is seen as a bit more of a lenient activity than it is in these parts, so sorry for that, officer. He takes off his hat, and you see he's, like, going a bit thin, his hair. He sets the hat down in front of him, leans against the counter, and uh, fixes you with a very curious look. I turn back to Jennifer. (laughs) Uh, Miss Palladino, I was wondering if I could book in a tour... Of the Bismarck gold mine. She takes out a pamphlet, passes it towards you, opens it up, and you see there's like an application form there. Thank you very much. Uh, How soon could I do this? The next tour, I believe, that you could get is tomorrow. Wonderful. I'll put myself down for tomorrow. It it costs you, let's say, for a ticket for one, let's say $34. You know what, Adam? Working in a tourism industry, I believe it. (laughs) Jeez, the inflation would be fucked if I was in... I based that price on... uh, I went to small town Australia not too long ago and did a very similar thing, and it cost me $34. That's what it costs you to do a tour of the MCG. There you go. There's a plug for the MCG, everyone. (laughs) Cop that, Zammit. Plugging my job. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Miss Palladino. Uh, I'll be getting out of your hair. Um, I do have just one more question before I go, just on the nature of the... I was asking about historical trails. I was talking with uh, Mr. Inglacius, the tour guide, just out on the street, and we're talking. I asked him the same question. While you're having this conversation, the uh, senior sergeant, Michael Carmody, thanks Jennifer for the drink and then walks out with it. <laughs> uh, he wanted to have way more of a conversation, and I just didn't let him. Uh, go on. Uh, and he was telling me about... The way you can tell the older trails is with these ranger boxes where people used to store guns and such like. Jennifer looks up and you can see she's really thinking. She's like, she, she, you can see that she's really thinking and she says to you, yeah, I think I've heard that. I think I heard Michael saying that to me. Well, then I guess the question I'm about to ask you next is probably an impossible one, but I'll ask it all the same. Mm-hmm. You don't happen to know the combination code for those boxes. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't. That's absolutely fine, ma'am. That's absolutely you could try the, well, you could try at the police station, she says, or at the library. Either one of them might have it. Yeah. Or the fire station, she says, actually. The uh, people there are trained in emergency response, might know. How to open those boxes. Yeah. 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 Should I ask your friend a question I asked you, but that's okay. He's long gone. I will probably see him. I don't know, I suspect. Within the next 24 hours, I suppose. Miss Palladino, have a wonderful day. I will see you tomorrow. All right, as you leave, 
Nothing happens. You leave. <laughs> what role was that, Adam? Not important. Feels like it should have been important. Oh, it was. So you exit. It, I'm going to say it's 10, 10 10.02 10.02 even. I make a beeline to the library. You approach the library. As you do so, you hear the clock tower going off. You've heard it going off like pretty consistently as you've been in, in Barangong. But this time, because you were... Because it's on your mind, because you're heading straight towards it, and because it's exactly 10 o'clock, you realize that the burn gong clock is one minute off with its gongs. Huh. Well, that is deplorably frustrating. <laughs> you think it might be, you also think it might exactly be one minute off, like to the second. That's almost deliberate. So the building is divided into two sections, well, technically three if you want to get specific, but the bottom floor is a, a just a big library. The next floor up, which you can see through, the next floor up is mostly open. There's like a, it's like a big landing going all around the building that you can look up or look down from. The second level looks to be some sort of administration area slash stuff for the clock tower. And then if you keep looking up in the center of the building, you can see straight up into the guts of the clock tower itself. Uh, what a... Feet of achievement. There are a bunch of people in the library. There's like a couple of older people here reading books and stuff like that. There's a couple of kids studying. And you can see a counter with an old woman. No, a young woman, sorry, sitting behind it. Good morning, ma'am. I assume you are the point of reference, port of call, first initial contact with this library. And that would make you, I suppose, the librarian. Yes, hello, she says. My name is Annette. You are? I'm Heracles Melville. It's a pleasure to meet you, Annette. You do notice that she had put out her hand to shake your hand, and when you said your name, she retracted her hand. Uh, how can I help you today, Melville? I've got to do Sorry, a bit of- uh, Heracles? <laughs> Melville's fine, either or. Annette, I'm looking for... Well, I need to do some research, and I assume library is the best place for research. Uh, I was wondering if you had any... Archives, things like that, old newspapers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And maybe if I could book out a computer, if you have a computer lab or something of that nature. We do have we have a computer. We don't have a computer lab, but you're welcome to use it. It's uh, free to use for any uh, any uh, members of the the library. Are you a member? She says. <laughs> Does it sound like I am a member of your library? Well, we'll have to make a library card for you then. All right, says. then we'll do that. Will that also, you have the other things that I'm interested in, such as archives, microfiche, uh, newspaper articles from the yesteryear and such like, historical documents about the town and so forth? We do, but we don't tend to let people use them without a, uh, typically you'd need a signed form from the school or from the historical society. Huh. Right. Well, what school? The school just down the road. The school kids get to use it. Any kind of research institution? The Historical Society. Any kind of research institution that is not based in Baragong? No, no one else is interested in our microfilm. Huh. I am. All right, then. Well, what do I need to do to get a library card to start with? She takes out, next to her is like a series of forms. She takes out the form, puts it in front of you. Do you have an Australian driver's license? 
Uh, no, but I have a car that I've hired, so I've got proof of my ability to drive a car. Well, it's not about... We, I need an ID. Oh, certainly. I just handed my ID. Which one? The one that is me. <laughs> I mean, what do you hand her? What do you have? Um, I have I have a passport. She'll accept that. I show her the passport. All right, she accepts the passport. I have an American driver's license. I've got some fake ones in my car, but I'm not giving her those. No, okay. she accepts the passport. You fill out a application. You get a library card. Wonderful. You can use that to. She shows you how to log into the computer with the library card. Excellent. So I can research things on here. Say, so do you have medical textbooks in your library? Do we have what? Sorry, medical textbooks. Yes, there is a medicine section, she says. Thank you. And I was wondering, do you have any sections on, say, uh, old societies, like the ancient Egyptians, the Mayas, Aztecs, things like that? History is just over the way. History and medicine. Thank you very much. And so in order to get access to the archive, though, on the town, do you have any books on the history of the town? We have uh, one book, yes, on the history of the town. Right. Say, those are... How old are the people sitting in there? Quite old, like elderly. Yeah, like seventies, eighties. Do you have any war veterans living in town? I don't know. You'd have to access the. You'd ha- well. You'd have to get access to the registry, which you would need permission from the school or the historical society, <laughs> or the like mayor, I suppose. School or historical society. Well, I'm not going to have much luck at the school, as I'm not a student of the school. No. All right. Well, why don't I come back? I'll see if I can get a, access to your records. In the meantime, I'd like to borrow out a couple of books. And then I, once I've got this permission slip. Maximum of 50, she says. <laughs> well, don't tempt me. What do you do? Uh, I get a couple of medical textbooks, if they've got some, mm-hmm. just on like anatomy and physiology. Sure. Uh, I want to also get, do they have anything on Aztecs or like old sacrifice ritually ritualistic they'd have, like, religions? They'd probably have books on Aztecs, yeah. Nothing on ritualistic religions? No, they wouldn't have... There's no book here about realist, uh, ritualistic religions specifically. Anything on the occult? Oh, highs or lows? Highs. There is no... Not. That's fine. All right. I check out the, the books that I've got. Mm-hmm. I head back to the Historical Society, Adam. There's a couple of tourists there speaking with Jennifer. You just wait patiently. Does it seem like this is a long conversation they're having? Yes. It seems like it's an older couple. They're maybe in their 60s and they're, it's not, they're not talking about, like, obviously they intend on going on one of the walks, but you can see they're just making chit-chat right now. Can I scan any of the pamphlets and see if any of them have, like, a form that I have to fill out to get permission. Sure. That'd be an investigation wits check. So what's your investigation? Uh, three and the wits is two. And investigation is an asset skill of mine. Going through them, you find you are fairly certain that none of these pamphlets are about like an application to access the historical records of the library. Can I see any forms that might indicate that I can do that? If you look past Jennifer, you can see like there's a bank of forms behind her, behind the counter, behind her. Yeah. And you see the heading, one of them is historical records access permission or something like that. Huh. Apologies, folks. Uh, Miss Palladino, I just wonder if I could quickly grab one of those forms, fill it out while you're having this conversation. You uh, need to make a persuasion check. Persuasion... 
persuasion presence, let's say. Hey, Adam. She's not blue collar, is she? No, no, <laughs> she is not. Uh, it's two, three. She looks at the forms, looks at you, and says, "I'm so sorry, but uh, you will probably be unsuccessful." In what capacity, Miss Palladino? Well, someone needs to approve the request, and I'm just going to let you know that your request is pro- your request is probably not going to be approved. Who needs to approve the request? Uh, a person from the historical society, which would be you. There are several other people around town, yes. Why would it be a no? Uh, you probably will not be judged to have a good enough reason. I, you've already, we've already had this conversation. She turns around to the old couple and says, I'm so sorry about this. The man harumps, but the woman gives you a very like kind-natured, like sort of like a sad look. Like, like she's, oh, she's, you're a bit insane. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, you're making a request and she's telling you you're just going to fail. So she gives you like a sympathetic look. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, but I don't think anyone in the historical society is going to judge your reason to be good enough. What sort of reason do you need? Uh, typically, you need a more formal research-related sort of thing. Like if you were with a university or something like that. Well, I've been to university. Well, so have I. Actually, we've established the other day that you haven't. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Uh, well, a lot of people have been to university. There's no way you can make exemptions, I suppose. It's all based on the judgment of character. Something like that, she says. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to... uh, Was there anything else? How about you give me the form anyway? I'll fill it out. Just let me run through the motions. (sighs) She turns around and... This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Gives, gives you the form. Hey, Adam. Yeah, I'm hopeful. <laughs> you know what? You're right. I'm going to give you all your willpower back. <laughs> yes. Adam, I feel like the form, and I assume there's a column where you put a reason. Yeah. In the reason, I just write, I'm looking for the edge of the haystack 
and give the form back. And uh, do I, do I, do I, how long does it take for it to be approved? Do you ask her that? Yeah. Uh, it depends. Depends on how busy uh, people processing the forms are. All right. Well, I put my phone number on that. I'm going to go back to the library and do some research. You can either call me or you can call them directly. I'll be there for most of the day. If you get to the form today, that is. I'm going to get you to make a... No, this is an expression check, actually. Can I get you to make a... Oh, you, I, I swear I did not know that you had no expression when I said that. I used to have a lot of expression, but I put it into uh, this persuasion and socialize. An expression manipulation check. So that's two dice for you, right? Yep. Yep. All right. You walk down to the library? Do I know if I succeeded or failed that? You don't know. You're going to tell me later. No. Did I fail? You don't know. <laughs> you failed, yeah. <laughs> no successes. So I fa- So she, I've, I know that she's not going to approve that form. Yeah, you feel pretty certain. But you were so hopeful, I know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a good idea. Putting, it was. It was very, you know I'm what? I'm looking for the edge of the house. I'll give you a beat for it nonetheless. Thanks, buddy. You could try, um, technically... You don't need permission. You just need the librarian to let you. Yeah, I know. And she just doesn't like me because there's clearly something that the librarian doesn't like about me. When you get back, you see that there are two people behind the counter this time. One is the girl you were talking to before, Annette. And now there is an older woman there. You realize she was one of the women who was uh, one of the old people who was sitting reading a book before. Yes. She's probably in her 70s. She has a very kind looking face. Good morning again, Annette, and I do not believe we have had the pleasure. Shelley, she says. My name is Heracles Melville. I have newly joined your library. A pleasure to meet you. Annette, I'm afraid that I have hit a roadblock. I'm so sorry. See, Shelley, I was hoping to peruse. The reason for my purpose in this town is I'm a researcher. I'm writing a book on the small towns and the strange tales that seem to spring up in them. I myself am from a small country town. Bit of a way from here, as I'm sure you can guess. And uh, in that town, we had a legend about our mayor wrestling a pig and beating him. The, the pig was challenging him for real. It's a whole thing. Uh, it became part of a society, a festival, a culture. Every year, the mayor would have to catch a pig. And uh, that actually, after a while, became our electoral process. It was an unusual few months. It was an unusual few years in my hometown. Anyway, beside that point. Uh, what I'm doing here is I'm looking at small towns with interesting tales or, or urban legends in them that sort of grow their own legs and become the, the beating heart of the community. And I've found a couple of interesting factoids about Baragong that I think fit the bill of that, just talking with different people. Uh, some of the students have weird rites of passages, and there's the whole thing of the, the history of the town being founded, founded on a feuding pair of gold miners, which is very interesting as well. What I was hoping to do was to access the archives of the library and learn about the history of the town. But unfortunately, I was told by your offsider, Annette, here that you cannot do that without permission from school, which I'm not a student at, or the Historical Society. Well, I went over to the Historical Society and I put in an application and I was pretty point blank told that, well, that application would not be successful because my reason wasn't strong enough because I was not affiliated with an institution and such like. So I guess... I've hit a roadblock. I'll get you to make a persuasion manipulation check. So what is that? Uh, That is five. Shelly gives you a very sympathetic look, very similar to the one you got in the the old fire station not that long ago. 
She gives you a very sympathetic look and she says, Oh, well, honey, you can, of course you can have a look. Do you need to know anything specific? I'm just looking for uh, old newspaper clippings or stories in the town, that kind of thing. Do you have the application? Well, I handed it in. She turns around, opens a drawer, pulls out a piece of paper, sets it down, and you see it's basically the same application. Fill it out together. Huh. I look at Annette and just casually say, Ha, I did not know you had forms in here. Annette turns away and says nothing. (laughs) With Shelly, you fill out the form. And once you fill, finish filling out the form, you need to bring out your passport again and stuff like that. She maybe even asks for your library card as well, very hilariously. I provide it. You fill everything out, and then at the end, Shelly takes a big red stamp, bangs it down, and when it comes off, the words approved have been stamped onto it. Why, thank you, Shelly. Please come with me. Can I ask you while we're wandering through the library here, how long have you resided in Burangal? She laughs. Uh, <laughs> well, dearie, I'm, I've been here for as long as the woodwork has. <laughs> uh, fair enough. I was born here in the 40s. In the 40s? Shelley, you don't have any, I don't know, tales of your own that fit the description that I gave earlier? Any urban legends or... Strange, I don't know, ghost stories that you might have told us children sitting around a campfire. Oh, there's an old Tory story that the kids don't talk about anymore. What's that one? It's the ghost of the Barnhole Gold Mine. Of the Barnhole Gold Mine? Mm-hmm. Not the Bismarck Gold Mine? No. What's the ghost of the Barnhole Gold Mine then? Well, it's... A conspiracy, she says, turning around to you and giving you like a big... She like waves her arms in front of her, like like miming a ghost. Uh, maybe she's insane. The uh, Bismarck company tried to Adam, sabotage... Adam, voice is killing me. <laughs> tried to, Tom. It's killing Tom. Tried to sabotage Barnhole by spreading the rumor that someone was staying in the gold mine... Like a monster or a, a boogeyman. One of the workers who died there after his heart was eaten by an animal. Heart. This. Hang on a minute. So the actual incident of the man dying actually happened. Oh, y- yes. And they just put a little mayonnaise on top. See, you've, uh, as you've been having this conversation, you've walked through the library. There's a spiral staircase that takes you up to the next level. You've been walking up that spiral staircase. When you get to the top is about when this point in the conversation happens. And she gestures to, you see a big rack of drawers. And above the big rack of drawers is a a sign saying death records. Yes, you can see the records even. Tell me, Shelley, is is he the only person who's ever had, say, like a limb or an organ removed by a wild animal? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. There's but, no computer records like your newfangled stuff, so you'd need to go through the files yourself. Shelley, I love going through files. 
Well, she gestures there. I'm not the origins of this ghost story. Can I get you a cup of tea? You don't happen to know how to make a green smoothie, do you, Shelley? Adam, it's worth the ask. <laughs> uh, can try. Thank you very much. That'd be much appreciated. All right. You have free reign of the place, but you can't take anything with you. Let me know if you need a copy of something. Why, thank you very much, Shelley. Thank you very much. As she starts walking down the stairs, you need to make a wits empathy roll. And this one is maybe the most important of all of the Wits Empathy rolls you've done so far. Can I put some willpower on that? You absolutely can. Thank you very much. One glorious success. Oh, thank God. As she is walking away from you, she puts a hand on the railing of the spiral staircase to go down. And she turns around and you see that she gives you like, like a look like she wants to say more. Shelley. You look like a person who has had a small piece of steak that was absolutely delicious and you've decided you're not going to have any more, but you turn back to the plate and look at it forlornly because you want another bite of that steak. What's on your mind? People who had just parts taken? Yes. The Walsh family. She points to the drawer again. You'll be able to find them under the date. This is the family that, that died horrifically. The, the, the two 1995. 95. They lived up in that house by the school. I've been talking to Harry from Harry's Con. He's you know, yes. part of my collecting research. They say they had organs missing. Yes. Tell me, did you know the Walshers, Shelley? Yes, I knew their grandfather back when he was... She has like a very sad, melancholic... Melancholic? Hmm. She has a smile. She has a smile full of sadness and melancholy. A wistful smile, Adam. A wistful smile. No, but there's a lot of sadness in it. A very sad, wistful smile. She says, I knew their Walsh grandfather, when he was just the Walsh father, and even just Stephen Walsh. You really have been around since the woodwork, Shelley, haven't you? What happened to Stephen Walsh? He, he survived the attack, is my understanding. If you could call what happened surviving? He did not die that night. He, I think, wished he did. Yes. You don't know if he got his wish? I think if he did die that day, he has almost certainly died in the meantime. Was he sick? She shakes her head. I, not that I know. Fair enough. Enough. Shelley, you have been most, most helpful. Most helpful. Tell me, did, did you know Jude Carroll? The other man who, who recently, tragically, was also attacked by a wild animal? Not very well. Oh, that's all right. 
That's all right. Thank you, Shelley. That'll that'll just about do it for me. Who are you? I'm Heracles Melville, and I'm a researcher. I'm a researcher and a concerned citizen of this place that... Shelley, I believe... I believe there is a strange urban legend that runs under and through your town. I'm hoping to piece the pieces of that story together before that urban legend grows legs and becomes a truth. What other weird things happened in Barangong? She shakes her head slowly. I don't know what to tell you. Any more ghost stories? She gives you a very dark look and says... Lots of people go missing in the bush. Mr. Belfield. I don't think a monster would let people tell its story. She starts walking back down the spiral Adam, staircase. Before she leaves, yeah? this might be an intelligence wits check. Uh-huh. A medicine check. I don't know. Can I deduce from talking to her and her speech patterns, has she suffered a throat injury at any point in her lifetime? Like, does she talk like that because she's just old or does she talk like that because she's injured? That would be a medicine intelligence role. That is five. And it's very important, so I'm putting a little bit of mayonnaise on it and spending some willpower. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> Five, six successes in total. That's a beat. You did very well. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. I'm getting lots of beats. This is good. You see that it was a wound. A uh, uh, She is missing a large posh portion of her throat. He let you go. She's m- Maybe at this point you can only see, like, she's gone far enough down that you can only see from her nose up, just her eyes looking at you. She doesn't say anything. What she is- just keeps going. She doesn't stop. She no, keeps walking. she doesn't stop. But as you say that, she turns around. She wasn't looking at you before, but you say that, she turns around and fixes you with a very pointed look and then keeps going. Understanding has just passed between us. Yeah. Holy shit. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.